Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm delighted to say that after the resounding success of our first series, they've only gone and asked me back to record another. I'm Rob Barnard and in this second podcast series, we'll be again talking to mortgage industry thought leaders who aren't afraid to address pressing issues happening in the here and now. Over the course of this series, we will explore real-world affairs that are in need of their bold new ideas and expertise. Ideas that cut through the financial jargon and offer real-world specialist solutions for everyday people in the mortgage industry. That's specialist ideas from specialist experts for you to tune into at home or on the go. Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm your host, Rob Barnard, and in this episode, I'm absolutely delighted to be talking with Stephanie Sharman, Strategic Relationship Director at Sesame Bank Hall Group. Steph, and believe me, she certainly doesn't look old enough, has over 27 years' experience in financial services. In her current role, her responsibilities include strategic management of all lender, provider and wealth partner relationships to ensure that Sesame Bank Hall Group offer a best-of-breed mortgage and protection proposition, driving forward opportunities for advisors in line with the Sesame Bank Hall Group business strategy. Prior to her roles at Sesame, Steph was head of mortgage and insurance at Mortgage Intelligence for 15 years and started her financial services career as a mortgage advisor for Barclays. Steph, we've known and done business with each other for many years and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you on air with me today. Thank you, Rob. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Really delighted to have you. So come on, during today's session, we're going to focus on mental health of customers and brokers during the turbulent times that we've experienced and continue sadly to experience recently. Um, But before we get into that, come on, how did a girl like you from the beautiful south coast of England get into the challenging world of the mortgage industry? Well, so probably like most people, I fell into it by accident more than anything else. So um, brief story, I will keep it brief. Um, decided to take a gap year before I went to uni. I wanted to do medicine, would you believe? Wow. We had a bit of a family affair going at Abbey Life, the local assurance company. Yeah. And um, my mum said, well, come and work here for six months, earn a bit of money, then you can go travelling for a few months before you then go to uni. Well, as you can imagine, I never went to uni. I started <laughs> off at Abbey Life, did a few couple of years there, and then went to Barclays as a mortgage advisor and never looked back. Fantastic. The phrase, I fell into it, seems to come out so very often that that probably nobody wakes up in the morning, do they, and thinks, I want to do mortgages. But when you're into it, what a fantastic career it is. Without a doubt, I know as an industry, that's something we, you know, the collective of us want to fix because actually we shouldn't be falling into it. It's a fantastic industry to work with and work within. So actually what we need to do is encourage people to see it as a career opportunity. And, you know, look at what you can do. You help people buy their dream homes. I know it sounds, you know, it might sound a bit silly, but actually for me, actually you do help people make those dreams and aspirations. I think it's really important. And and I think just of late, we are seeing some shoots of younger people coming into the industry. Definitely, definitely. There's still a lot of work to do, without a doubt, from a diversity perspective. As you said, I think green shoots is a really good way to put it. It's a start of um, of a lot more work. So come on, it's been challenging over the last, well, it seems to have been challenging forever for us in our in our careers. But I think the last sort of six months have been really, really tough with everything that's that's gone on. Um, how do you switch off? How how does how does sort of Miss Doctor Mortgage going back to the medicine? <laughs> how does how does the mortgage day finish and and the and the the home life social life start? What do you do to switch off? It's a challenge, isn't it? Actually, so I think you know, actually working from home does. You do struggle to disconnect. I definitely struggle to disconnect. Anybody who knows me well will know that. So for me, I think it is about finding those coping mechanisms. Uh, walking my dog, getting some fresh air. If you've been cooped up at the house all day or in the office, getting that fresh air, taking a walk, reconnecting, switching off, leave your phone at home and having a bit of a sing song as well. I love a sing song in the car. 
We could have done you. carpool karaoke. We could have done carpool karaoke. It would have been good. We but should do that. <laughs> you, you know what? I mean, you talk about a dog seriously. I mean, I, I got to my mid to late 40s, never had a dog, didn't <gasps> want a dog, frightened of dogs, got oh, bitten you. as a kid on a paper round and got a dog. And it was for my daughter who wasn't so well at the time to help her sort of recover. And she did. I wouldn't be without him now. But I do think switching off is great for our mental health because it is a busy 24-7 industry that we work in. So, yeah, I think as we've touched on, Steph, I think, I think brokers probably... Through the, through the rapid withdrawals of products, had to change how they did business. Because all of a sudden, you know, you build relationships with your customers over years. It must have been really, really hard for them to say to them at nine o'clock in the morning, Mr. Customer, there's your decision and principle. Go and have a look for properties and come back and, and tell me when you're ready to go. But then at half an hour later, they know the product's been withdrawn. It must have been such a big drain on their mental health. I mean, what, what do you think brokers therefore need to do differently to make sure that their own mental health isn't affected? So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a, such a stressful time, wasn't it? And we were taking phone call after phone call from, from advisors. I think some of the advice that we've given and we will give as we talk through, Rob, around just protecting, you know, protecting yourself, disconnecting, even though it's it's massively busy, taking that time out, you know, just to stop and breathe and, and you know, and reconnect is, is massively important. Taking that time out actually to look at your business and just spend that bit of time strategising on, what can you know? What can I do next? What do I? How do I need to adapt my business and move forward? Making sure you've got the right team around you. Making sure you've got the right support mechanism around you. They were doing everything they possibly can to help every single customer going. But actually, you know, you need to protect yourself as well. Everyone's well-being is at the is at the forefront of everybody's mind at the moment because. I don't know if you're aware, but but at Pepper, we issue an annual adverse um, credit study in, in conjunction with YouGov. Really, it's a combination of in-depth research and a survey of about 6,000 people. And one of the most scary statistics that came out of that was that 37% of the people that we actually surveyed said that the current financial situation was having a negative effect on their mental health. Um, I think that is such a scary statistic. Steph, do, do you think that's something that you can empathise with? And, and what do you think that brokers can do to try and offset some of those concerns? Yeah, no, I, and I think we've been faced with nothing but scary headlines, haven't we? Um, the economic situation and, and conditions that we're facing is every headline. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the mortgage rates be in the news as much as it has been in the last six months. And then when this is all you see, it's all you read, it's all that's you know fed into you on a daily basis... You know, you can forget that actually, you know, some people are really facing some really difficult um, circumstances. And I think you know, financial health and mental health are so intertwined and it beca- it can become sort of a bit of a vicious circle, can't it? So if you're experiencing money worries, it can impact your sleep, it can impact your mental health. And then if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, then actually taking those steps to actually maybe you know, fix your financial, you know, financial help or seek um, help for those financial worries can be really difficult. For me, I think it's that where does the advisor fit into all of this? Because actually people are needing reassurance and help and guidance more than they ever, ever needed that before. In addition to reading your study, um, Rob, which is absolutely superb, but LV have done a health and wellbeing survey and that revealed that 23 million adults are struggling financially right today. 23 million people with 37 million people saying they have seen an increase in their monthly expenditure in the last three months. They can't help not to, can they? It's it's everywhere. It's, you know, just even your pint, you know, pint of milk and, you know, loaf of bread. It's everywhere you go. The one that scares me more, more on that than any, Steph, is, and I read it in, and I think it was the Daily Mail just before Christmas, that the price of a child's packed lunch to go to school had gone up by 70% in the last 18 months. You look at the midweek shop now that we all do, the top pop-up shop was 20 quid it's 35 butter don't get me started on butter yeah 
I started buying butter as a convert from that yellow stuff you spread straight from the fridge about four years ago, and it was £1.35 a pack. It's £2 now. If you have the posh lure pack, you have to have the security tag taken yeah. off. I'm not making light of it. It's true. No, it's true. It's true. I've seen it myself, and it is everywhere. It's everywhere we go at the moment, and it, it, it's, it's shocking. And it's been a leveller, so everybody's in a similar, a similar situation. However, a customer's vulnerability, so a customer you maybe not thought of as vulnerable previously could be now today so i think making assumptions on that would be really would be really difficult and i suppose just being vulnerable you don't have to be vulnerable forever you you, your circumstances might change and you might dip into vulnerability but that's important for brokers for intermediaries for lenders for networks and and sort of compliance teams to spot that isn't it yeah and it's difficult as well definitely you know we just talked around that sort of you know mental health piece and actually maybe wanting to to hide those worries or maybe be ashamed and I think that's the one thing I would say about it being a leveller we shouldn't be ashamed everybody's you know everybody's facing you know some sort of cutback in some way so I think advisors can be that first port of call for customers who have got those concerns so positioning themselves as somebody who can take those calls help give that reassurance maybe if that's what's needed or even then if they do need more than you know, that reassurance call, if they can't help them, refer them out to somebody who can. Yeah, and there's so many agencies out there that can be a, can be a pillar of strength. And that, that leads in probably to my next question, again from the study, um, where we found that 81% of all those surveyed thought that the current economic situation will make it harder for them to get a mortgage when they want to. And we asked people that wanted to sort of move or remortgage in the last 12 months what that was like, and 55% of them were really concerned that they may indeed be turned down for a mortgage as a result of the current cost of living crisis crisis and everything else we're facing no no doubt that's got to be a detriment to their mental health how do you think again and you've touched on this already but how do you think brokers brokers can play the part in helping these potential customers so i think there's so you say you're right so i'm going to talk a lot today about just engagement engagement is key so so speaking to customers no matter no matter where they are within their fixed rate term or um whether they're customers that you've potentially spoken to before maybe maybe weren't quite ready first time buyers make me not quite so ready to get on the property ladder or somebody who's talked about moving in the in the past but maybe you don't think's ready to now having those conversations no matter just touching base is is really really involved is, is vital now more than ever um and to let people know that there are solutions out there i know you and i have talked many many a time about raising awareness of the solutions that specialist lenders like pepper can offer um so actually make you know letting those customers know that even if they have hit some blips we've just come out of a pandemic as well straight into a cost of living crisis so you know those customers might think they've got no hope but actually there are solutions for them and you know i think it's about raising that awareness and letting them know that all hope isn't lost and no I think, where they are. You know, exactly. And I think there are more solutions than ever. And a, and, a doubt. and a couple of things that I think brokers need to sort of do, and this isn't me teaching anybody to suck eggs, just an observation. At Pepper, we do not accept a single piece of business direct from a member of the public. So if there's a member of the public really concerned, down on the look, struggling with the mental health, looking for solutions on the internet, they won't find me. They have to come through a broker to get to me. So all I say to a broker, just make sure that your website reflects the solutions that you can offer. I think this is a really important time for brokers to integrate so much into their local community with their shops, with their schools, with their clubs. Make sure that the the local community know what 
you do, Mr Broker, and what solutions you can offer. I don't know what you think. I agree with you, agree with your sentiment around advisors into their local community. Um, again, you know, something we saw... Um, following the mini budget was customers phoning into lenders and into their advisors no matter where they were within their fixed rate period they could have been three months post completion into a five-year fixed but they're so concerned about what that mortgage rate could look like in the future that they were phoning up saying do I need to take action now so you know that reassurance piece is so vital and it was just a quick phone call it's a quick touch in to say you don't need to worry but when you know if you've got any problems come back to me and I'll be in touch with you when, when the next time to review, but don't listen to the headlines. Oh, it's scary. But but again, the broker market, cracky what they went through. Up to 900 products being withdrawn in a single night. Scary. And, it, and it, I think it changed how brokers actually transacted with their customers. That you build relationships over years, don't you? And this was turning somebody into a getting a dip decision, a decision in principle that morning and saying, if you want that deal, you've got to sign it now. It probably changed their, their sort of approach to selling. It does. And, you know, to a certain extent, not an approach most advisors would want to take actually they want to give the customer time to to make that decision and you know we talk about heroes don't we and heroes come in all different shapes and guises they but don't I think all for, wear capes do they they don't at all and i think you know for a lot of customers throughout that period actually i think mortgage advisors were real heroes you know as you said getting those mortgages completed you know working all hours up until you know late you know late nights early mornings to get those cases through um and then as you know support staff as well lenders admin underwriting all doing our best to get those cases pushed through to completion because actually it's the customer at the end of it that we're all focused on. Totally. And and you know what? I think I think probably up until fairly recently, actually brokers' income probably hasn't reflected everything that's gone on because if you look at last summer, really, really buoyant market, completions continue to wash through through autumn, through winter. We noticed at Pepper that completions had started to slow down in January. So I think that sort of payday for the broker is probably going to start to slow down a little bit. And I don't think we've started to see, even though we've turned the corner and we're starting to see these green shoots, I think we've got five-year fixed rate on the high street now below 4%, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see pipeline building coming. But I think the brokers might feel it a pinch in their pocket for the next few months. What what can they do to basically make sure that that pinch point is as short and, and not as deep as it might be? I think, um, so, so yes, you're right. And we've seen something similar, that sort of trend with, within our business, um, Rob. So, you know, the completions, everybody pushed those completions through, mainly because lots of offers had sort of end of year um, sort of offer deadline dates on them. So we saw that push through. And, you know, advisors have switched to, to product transfers. It's the year with the refinance. But I think this is where advisors come into their own, their ability to pivot their businesses and adapt to current economic times. They've done it many, many times and they are superb at doing that. So I think, you know, that you know, focusing on refinance, I think we are seeing some green shoots from a purchase perspective. It's going to be slow, and I don't think yeah. we're going to see some of that come back until we see some of this consumer confidence come back through. And maybe if inflation has peaked and bank of bank base rate has peaked, and we start to see some positive headlines um, as we come into the summer, we're not all wrapping up in five jumpers because we don't put the heating on. Um, you know, all of those things start to, to wash through. We'll see some more activity from a purchase perspective. But I think, you know, reaching out to those customers, making sure you've got that engagement and you're having those, you know, you're taking those refinance um, conversations into your own business. Customers got two choices, intermediary or direct. Make sure it's via the intermediary. Um, and diversification. So I think, you know, that's one thing as a specialist lender. If the need for specialist lending is rising, do you know everything that, you know, Pepper Money can do and all those solutions? So you're not turning a customer away that you might be able to help with. And, you know, again, I don't mean to be able to do a plug, but, you know, use a mortgage help desk as well. 
if you are, you know, if you are struggling, you know, you think about what should I do with this case? Don't throw it away until you've given a call into our into any help desk, PMS help desk, um, to to have that conversation. So, and and again, finally on that point, again, you know, just another area. Protection has never been more important. We're coming out of pandemic. Customers are concerned around their, you know, their well-being. They're concerned around their income. So actually, we are seeing, you know. Google searches for protection start to increase. So if that interest is there, make sure as an advisor you're the one having that conversation. I think all absolutely spot on advice. And and you, you talk about refinancing there. And and I think there are I think it's a challenging time because this is this is something that does create challenges and barriers. But I think undoubtedly we've seen a large increase in store and credit card borrowing. Um, unsecured credit apparently is up thirty percent from those with adverse credit and and those that are using buy now pay later schemes for people that have got adverse our, our study suggested that's up by 40 percent at the moment i mean what other other sort of options do homeowners have if they want to control the cost of servicing this unsecured debt yeah so i um i just googling when i looked at the when, when i saw your question rob and i was absolutely gobsmacked by some of these figures so you know again you know 2.3 million people missed an essential payment in january one in 2.3 million, 2.3 million. one payment so credit cards loans mortgage or rent Credit, as you said, credit card borrowing is rising month on month. It's highest level since 2004. And this this is a step from step change. One in 12 adults use credit to pay for Christmas. But I think there are some positives. I think awareness and education on personal borrowing. So you touched, touched, on, um, touched on there around buy now, pay later. Do customers actually know the impact that using a buy now, pay later scheme could potentially have on their credit report? I think there is an element of facing into it as well. So, you know, that you use a free service to get access to your credit file and actually see what your position is. And there's lots of free sort of, you know, eligibility checkers and things like that to look at, you know, how you could potentially fix those problems. If you're struggling, you know, speak up, face face into it. I know it's difficult, um, but face into it. And I'm going to finish with probably the most important piece here is seek advice, seek help. You know, back to back to you know, using an advisor and making as advisors, making sure that you're there for those customers who maybe are starting to struggle. Early action is 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 needed. Don't bury your head. Yeah. Talk to people, whether that's 100%. an agency, whether that's an advisor, whether it's family and friends. Talk to them because I think they can probably at least start to steer you in the right direction. Really, really good advice there. I mean, but again, in the specialist space stuff, we have so many tools that are available. And I use a phrase, and and I hope you understand what I'm saying. Providing they're sold by the right people to the right people for the right reason, second charges, for example, I think we'll we'll see an increase in in volume over the coming months because I think it seems a more sensible approach sometimes. But but I think you know what? Let, let's bring it a little bit closer to home. It's not just brokers and customers whose well-being need to be considered. Steph, as a business leader and a boss and a colleague, what things have you and your business done differently to ensure those around you are being well looked after? Thank you. Yeah, so we have a real focus on well-being. Um, it's been a critical part of the work done by us, the leadership team, and and through our inclusion council that we set up a couple of years ago within Sesame Bank Hall Group. We, you know, host of training, online training, um, to to all staff on the importance of health, mental health, and well-being measures they can take. Um, we introduce well-being champions, mental health first aiders, all people outside of HR. So you can go to HR and you can go to your line manager, but these people are outside of that that you can go and you can talk to completely confidentially if you want to have that conversation. And sometimes, you know, it's an, uh, a really old saying, but a problem shared is a problem halved. You know, take time to check in on people. We've all got really busy lives. You get busy and you forget to make that one phone call. 
but you know check in on people but but again you're right i mean we, we automatically now default when we're working at home to teams to zoom to google hangout whatever they're called what's wrong with a good old phone i've started now doing a lot of my catch-ups on the phone with with individuals and saying right go out and walk while we're talking let's go out and walk and i think that's that's really good because i tell you what working from home has become almost the new norm how do you think this home or hybrid work approach do you think it'll change do you think it'll develop further do you see do you see the hybrid becoming stretched more days in the office how do you think that might shape up moving forward I think we've seen some businesses starting to bring staff back, um, you know, because of fo- because of a focus on well-being. I don't think anybody's got it quite right, because I do think it's down to individuals. I think it's down to individual people, individual firms, individual businesses, as to what's right for them and their, their, for their business model and for their for their staff. We introduced a hybrid approach, so we do you know office-based staff sort of three days two to three days and a couple of days at home. Complete flexibility. I'm completely flexible with my team how they want to do that. Um, so I think, you know, you can be in all five days if you want to. So again, it's just down to down to what works. I think disconnection is really important. And I think, you know, hybrid and flexible working will be whatever you need it to be. It will continue to evolve. I don't think one extreme or the other is right. Um, so we're all back in an office or all, all sat at home. But it's what works for the individual. Just as we start to wrap up now, what what advice would you give to any brokers out there that are looking to give more solutions and maybe if if you're not really keen on on sort of dealing with specialist lenders direct there are so many really really good help desks around steph you're at the head of one of them pms how do people find out more about pms and how they can so, use you yes so, so we have a, a, a google our website trustpms.com and you'll find out everything you need to know there there's a contact us we have a um, so fantastic team of account managers who'd be more than um, interested in coming and speaking to you about the services we offer. So, um, yeah, just log on to the website, contact us um, and feel free to reach out. Brilliant. Steph, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to talk with me today and for highlighting the many challenges that many people are facing at present, but also in highlighting the many opportunities brokers can present to help them. The big shout out is that, you know what, it's okay to not be okay. And the best thing to do is simply to talk about it. There are so many solutions available to potential borrowers now that can go a long way to help them and give them peace of mind. And the key things for intermediaries is to stay closer than ever before to the customers. Thank you for having me, Rob. Of course, a big thank you also goes out to you, our listeners. This has been The Specialist, brought to you by Pepper Money. If you love the content today, then do let us know on social using our hashtag, hashtag Pepper Specialist Podcast. Thank you.